Hey there, you made it. It's episode 13 of the Her Money Matters podcast. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hey, this is Jen. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. I appreciate you tuning in from wherever you're tuning in, whether you're driving in your car somewhere, taking a walk, folding some clothes, whatever it may be. I really appreciate you tuning in here uh, and taking some time to listen to uh, the podcast today. Today, I have a special guest and I want to welcome Danielle Eaton to the Her Money Matters podcast. Thanks so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm happy to have you. So I want to tell you a little bit about Danielle. Danielle is a chiropractic sports physician, a certified personal trainer, and a whole food nutrition nutrition enthusiast. In addition to her doctor and chiropractic degree, she also holds a master's degree in sports science and rehabilitation and completed her residency in sports and rehabilitation. Danielle is also a wife, mom of two little girls, and a stepmom of a very active tween daughter. (laughs) So... Uh, yes, tweens. I have one of those. Well, a, a boy. <laughs> and she's also uh, a podcaster as well. She has a podcast that is called Naturally Empowered Moms Podcast. You definitely should check it out. She's got a lot of great content on there. So, Danielle, are you ready to, to dive in? I am. Awesome. So, Danielle, we know about the professional side of you and a little bit about uh your family, as far as how many kids you have, but just tell me more about you, Danielle, just on the personal side, the woman, uh, the mother, the wife, uh, those type of things. I know you like sports and you're into nutrition, but give us a little more scoop about that. Yeah, you know, that that almost sums it up <laughs> um, because I feel like my whole life revolves around um, either my own interest in um, fitness and sports or our kids' interests or my husband's interests in triathlons and baseball and all the things that he does. Um, but, you know, there's always other aspects. Like I'm a Leo, for example. Okay. My birthday is coming up soon. Ooh. And I feel like I am like the stereotypical Leo, although it took me quite a bit of time to, to get there because as a child, I was really shy and introverted. Uh-huh. Um, so people that knew me in my childhood um, that haven't seen me for many years now, they're like, whoa, you're doing a podcast and like you're, you put yourself out there on social media and that's so unlike you. And I'm like, well, that was unlike me as a child. Yes. But now I'm like standing in my power. Right. You're all grown <laughs> as up. As an adult and a woman and, um, just being me. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely the stereotypical video. Like I, I like to, um, interact with other people and I'm very, um, firing about the things that I'm on fire about. <laughs> awesome. And how, what was your, where did the interest come in, uh, fitness and nutrition, all that good stuff? Where did that come from? Gosh, you know, it's like my whole life has kind of spent 
um, like culminating basically to get to where I'm at now. But when I was five years old, I have an aunt, my mom's sister. She was um, a cheerleader and a gymnast and a track athlete. Mm-hmm. She was really athletic. She was injured actually during a basketball game where she was cheering. And um, she had a spinal cord injury, which left her as a quadriplegic at the age of 16. Okay. Um, and I was five. So we were pretty close in age. And as she grew up and I was growing up, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and her at their home and I would help her with her daily therapy kinds of things. And that was sort of like where my interest started in, um, in like the rehabilitation and and physical therapy side. Um, but my, my dad was a hockey player and my brothers played hockey and baseball. My sisters and I were all cheerleaders and dancers and played various sports as well. It's just kind of been a lifelong, lifelong lifelong thing. Yeah. That's interesting. Now I don't think I've told you, but I, uh, my bachelor's is in, uh, movement and sports science. I was going to go to physical therapy school. That was my intention. And then I met my husband and somehow things changed. (laughs) So (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, because, uh, uh, fitness has always been a, since college, it's been a huge mm-hmm. deal for me. It's, um, even my friends today from college, they're like, Oh, you're still so disciplined working out. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's just my thing. It's my sanity saver. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's just a built in part of me. Yes. It's and like, you know, I went, I went to college on a, a dance scholarship okay. when I was an undergrad. And I actually started off taking dance as a minor, but I, I felt like I was so shy and so introverted still at that point in time that um, I had a hard time with my with my um, peers in my classes because I felt like they were so like their skill level was so much better than mine, and I was okay. in the mindset of like I don't even deserve to be in these classes with these girls. They're so much better than me. Um, so I quit. I quit dancing in college. Really? Because of that, yeah. Wow. I mean, looking back on it, that's what I know had happened. At the time, I was like, these girls are snobby and they're stuck <laughs> up and I don't want to be around them. <laughs> oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. So tell me more. Now I want to get to the nitty-gritty of, of monies. Tell me more mm-hmm. how you grew up around money. Well, my parents divorced when I was about, I don't know, eight or nine years old. Okay. I think Maybe they had separated at that time, but weren't legally divorced until later. And so for the most part of my childhood, I grew up with a single mom. Um, and she, I was the oldest, but she raised five kids. And the youngest came along when I was 12, but the first four of us were all within five years of each other. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah. So really quickly, my mom was a single mom of a lot of kids. Yes. <laughs> and um, we lived out in the country. We didn't have, you know, many resources. There wasn't a lot to do. Um, we were far away from, from where my dad lived and from all of our grandparents. And there were many times that um, we were just kind of stuck out there. Like we didn't have gas for our vehicle if we had a working mm. vehicle. Sometimes we didn't have gas for the propane tank for our house to like fuel our stove and our oven and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times that we had no electricity because my mom didn't have wow. the money to pay the electric bill. I mean, just, you know, one thing after another. Um, so that was the... That was like the mindset of money that I grew up in. Like money is scarce Mm -hmm. and money is hard and it's hard to earn money. Okay. Okay. And what would you say, and I appreciate you sharing that uh, and being frank with that because that's that's a tough upbringing, but obviously you're here, you've 
overcome and you're doing awesome, <laughs> uh, as yeah. people will, uh, will find out. So what would you say you do well with money? Ooh, well, as funny as it sounds, I mean, now I feel like I spend money well okay. because I've had to learn how to do that. I went through phases where I spent too much money on frivolous things that didn't really matter. And I went through phases where I would spend no money at all. Okay. Like I would hold on to money um, very tightly. But now I've learned like if I really want something, it's perfectly acceptable to spend the money on that thing mm-hmm. that I really want to have. Right. So would that, and so how would you consider, what would you define as spending money well? So I know you just mentioned uh, something that you want to have and it's okay to spend on it. So Mm -hmm. elaborate on that if you could. Well, especially after becoming a mom, there's been times that that I've thought, well, I'm not going to spend any money on myself because, you know, whatever extra money that I have for spending on, on once type of items should go toward the kids. But that doesn't, last very long and before you're like, um, I need to take care of my own needs too. Right. right. Um, so some, an example of something that I might buy for myself recently, I bought, um, an online, um, workout program, if you will. Okay. It's kind of hard to explain in a nutshell without actually seeing it, okay. but it was like 300 different workouts oh, that wow. I can do all at home, which takes like the brain power out of it for me. Mm-hmm. Even though I could sit down and design all those programs and those workouts, right. now I can just open up the program, look at what I want to do for that day. Oh, there it is. Cool. And then just do it. <laughs> right, right. So right. it simplified my life by, by buying that program. Right. Um, so you know, I like thought about it and deliberated about it and it was on sale. And I was like, okay, do I, do I want to buy it now? The price is lower. Okay. Just do it because, because it simplifies my life. It, it brings me, uh, something that's easier to do Mm -hmm. and saves me time, which is hugely important. I agree. And I know when I go to the gym, uh, if I don't have a plan in place and I'm like, well, I'm just going to do here and there, <laughs> which which works. But then I find myself, I find myself that if I have it, like the exact workout, what I'm going to do, I do it. But right. if I go with, um, well, I'm just going to figure it out because I, I, I know what kind of exercise to do. I've done it long enough. And then I don't necessarily push myself or I'll be like, eh, I don't want to do squat jumps today and eh, I'm not going to do it. But if it's on that paper or what I'm looking at, I'll do it. But if it's not, <laughs> I kind of just weasel my way out of it somehow. Right. So, yeah, it, it definitely is helpful. So what would you say is the best money you've spent? I know you just mentioned that program, but I don't know if there was something else that maybe you thought really. Oh, no, I would say there's probably something else. That's a hard one to answer. Um, The best money I spent was probably on my education. Okay. Um, Because that is irreplaceable for me. I mean, there's, I spent a lot of money on my education Mm -hmm. and (laughs) there are times I think, wow, it was like crazy that I, that I um, willingly or freely invested that much money into my education, but all in all, without it, I wouldn't be where I am at today. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. And as far as how you, uh, manage money, do you use a spreadsheet or maybe some sort of software or an app or maybe just Mm -hmm. a traditional pencil to paper with a calculator? What do you use? I am kind of a geek, I guess. I made my own spreadsheet in Excel. (laughs) And so that's where I track all of my monthly. 
Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. The expenses and um, what what is due when and what needs to be paid. Have I paid it? Has it cleared my checking accounts? Okay, beautiful. Very detailed, that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And how about as far as paying? Do you have a preferred method, whether cash, check, or credit, or a debit card? Well, I tend to use my debit card for everything. I don't like to carry cash because I actually see cash as like, ooh, this is like free money that's <laughs> not accounted for anywhere in my electronic world. You know what I mean? Like okay. it's not in my bank account, so it doesn't show up as an actual number there. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> and it's not on my spreadsheet. It's just cash that someone handed to me or that I, you know, I sold something and got this. Um, so I, I don't really like to have cash. And usually what I do if I do... If I do get cash, I go put it in a checking account so that it's like I'm accounting for it. Gotcha. That is interesting. That is interesting. Everybody is, is different with that. And tell me how your personal finances are managed in your home. Uh, do you have a certain way or a certain system you use? I know you mentioned the sounds like what sounds like a very detailed spreadsheet. So tell us a little bit about that, how you manage the finances. Well, it's interesting. I think my husband and I are, are somewhat um, non-traditional in the way that we manage our finances because we manage our finances separately okay. for the most part. Okay. Um, like Whereas you know his income from his work goes to his checking account and we don't have a joint checking account. My income from my work goes into my checking account. Okay. But of course, you know, there, there are some expenses that, um, he pays for that are, that are mine as well. Like our mortgage payment, he pays the mortgage payment. I live in the house. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Our kids live in the house. Um, but really like, um, at the end of the month, what, what is left over as far as, from his income or from mine, mm-hmm. we don't we don't really get into each other's space that way. Okay. I, I think that's some, somewhat atypical. <laughs> no, there's a lot of people that do that. Uh, there's those that have that joint account, and others. What works best is to have that money separate. Uh, yeah. I think is just more that independence, um, and depending on I don't know when. Just the dynamics of the marriage. There's a lot of factors in that. So mm-hmm. how when. How did you decide? And obviously you have that communication because you, you, as far as who is going to pay for what out of their account, but how yep. did you decide or what, what conversation did you have to decide we're going to keep our money separate? Well, it didn't start off as a direct conversation okay. as, as it probably should have. Um, when we first started dating, Mm -hmm. I had just gotten divorced a few months prior and I was carrying a lot of debt from that marriage, from that relationship. Okay. And, um, so obviously I wanted to keep our, you know, our expenses separate. (laughs) My husband wanted to keep our expenses separate as well, I'm sure. Um, so we just kind of started off that way. Okay. Like it seemed to make sense for us that. You know, I had I had a long history, and he had his own long history, and um, there were different histories, and so we just wanted to be responsible for our own paths. Gotcha, gotcha. Makes sense, makes sense. And um, and obviously that's working for you. So you mm-hmm. haven't there's has been no recent conversation or anything, you know? Do you th- or maybe just a 
nonchalant someone says you think we'll ever do a joint account have you had that type of conversation or are you oh like, definitely, definitely? <laughs> yeah we've definitely revisited the, the topic a few times over the last five years um but we always come back to you know things are working for us fine the way they are now gotcha makes sense yeah. well thanks for sharing that and who would you say influenced you most in the area of money hmm well, I would probably say my parents, my mom in in particular. Um, and I hope that she, <laughs> if she ever listens to this podcast, she doesn't take it um, the the way that it will probably sound. But um, you know, just just growing up the, in the environment that I grew up in, where money was scarce and it was like always a struggle for us to um, have the basic necessities, that influenced me by far the most. Okay. And how, so what would you say, okay, you mentioned about growing up and not always, or having the bare necessities. So how did that influence you and how, as far as like how you're living today and how you're managing finances today? Mm -hmm. What would you say about that? Well, over the last couple of months, I've really been working on changing my mindset about my prior beliefs about money. But up until then, I was in the mindset of that money is scarce and money is hard to come by. Mm -hmm. So for example, when I wanted to start my own business and you go into starting a new business with that mindset that money is hard and money is scarce, Mm -hmm. that's that's not ideal for (laughs) Mm -hmm. running your own business, right? And so when the money started coming in, I was thinking, well, this isn't going to last forever because I'm going to have to keep hustling, you know, 100 hours a day (laughs) in order to continue to get the results that we're getting right now. Because surely it's not going to get easy because making money is hard. Mm. But that obviously you have proven yourself wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Thank goodness. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah. It's, and it's amazing how that mindset really, really affects. It's just a domino effect from. Mm what you're thinking to the actions you take, uh, how you manage the, what you do, everything. There's just so much that trickles down from what you think about money, uh, whether you think you're broke and even though you might be making lots of money and somehow you decide to spend it all because that's how you feel. You're broke. So right. it's just amazing how powerful the mindset is. Right. It's a self-sabotage almost where it is. if you believe that money should be hard or that you are always going to be struggling with your finances, then the money comes in. And so, yeah, exactly. What do you do? You go spend all that money mm-hmm. to prove yourself right, to prove that you were broke and that money is hard. Right. Right. It's it's crazy. But that's, mm-hmm. that's how it, it works. Yeah. And what would you say is your favorite money guru celebrity? Um, Jennifer Hemphill. Oh, <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> no, seriously, like celebrity, because I, I can't say celebrity um, status. <laughs> gosh, I'm not sure that I have a favorite celebrity status or f- favorite um, celebrity in regards to money. I'm thinking I must have had one at some point along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a I have a sort of mentor. Um, I hope that she doesn't mind if I call her that. Her name is Marcy Locke, and Marcy okay. and getting involved with Marcy's. Um, work uh-huh. and and the free content even that she puts out um, through her website and her social media has really helped me change my mindset about money in particular. I yeah. haven't heard of her, so I'll have to look it up. Look her up. 
Awesome. Well, we're going to wrap it up. And I know, you, Danielle, that you know this podcast is all about making money simple yep. and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because... Because it is an empowering tool. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful. So, Danielle, thank you so much for being here. Now, tell us, where is the best place that people can find you and learn more about you? Yeah, I have a website, um, which has just a little bit of content on it, DanielleEaton.com. Okay. Or you can find me at um, Facebook, of course, Danielle Eaton. I think I'm one of the few. <laughs> should, should be easy to find. Or email me, Dr. Eaton, D-R-E-A-T-O-N at DanielleEaton.com. Okay, beautiful. And I'll be sure to have those links and information in the show notes as well as the info on the uh, celebrity uh, guru that you mentioned in case people want to look her up. And yeah, this has been fantastic, Danielle. I appreciate your time and uh, joining us here today. So, Well, great. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. We won't, I'm sure, talk again soon. Yep. All Have right. a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That was fun, right? Danielle is such a genuine and easy to talk person. I hope that you enjoyed getting to know her as much as I did. I really love how she was able to recognize how her mindset on money was really getting in her way. I wanted to do a quick shout out on a recent iTunes viewer. And it reads, it's a five-star review, so really thank you for that. And it reads, a, uh, the title is A Fresh Look at Budgeting and Financial Matters. Matters. It comes from Zed, and he, I believe, uh, says, Jen is a great host, and the content is golden. Thanks for sharing so much value. Can't wait to see what's coming up on future episodes. Thanks so much, Zed, for that. Um, those nice words. I appreciate it. Now, before we wrap it up, I wanted to make an, a special invite to you just to chat with me on one of my complimentary money exploration sessions. It's a 30-minute session. It's not a coaching session, but more of a consult. So in the session, we ex explore where you're at currently, what's holding you back, and where you want to be. So if at the end of the call, we both feel we're a good fit for each other, I'll share with you how we can work together just based on your specific needs. So don't worry right now much about the cost. Just let's just chat. Worst case scenario, I'll just point you in the right direction. All right. So to book your session, you just go to jenhempill.com forward slash session. Easy as that. So just book your session. September is a busy month for me. So again, jenhempill.com forward slash session. So that is a wrap for today. I want to thank Danielle for joining us, for being so transparent and just sharing her story. Just be sure to check out the notes to find out where to find Danielle, all the other in the links that we mentioned. Uh, at jenhempill.com forward slash 13 as an episode 13. That is jenhempill.com forward slash 13 as an episode 13. And I will talk to you again next Thursday.
Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast all about making your money management simple and practical. For being a VIP listener, I have a special free gift for you. It arises from a question I get most often, which comes down to feeling lost and having no idea where to start. That's why I created this Jumpstart Your Money Mini Guide to help busy women like you finally start with a clean slate and take the action you need with your budget without the overwhelm. You can find it at the end of each episode at jenhempill.com forward slash podcast.